Welcome to Sound and Vision, conversations with contemporary artists and musicians about the creative process. Here's the host of Sound and Vision, Brian Alfred. Sound and Vision is sponsored by Golden Artist Colors. Golden Artist Colors became an employee-owned company in 2002, and in 2010, the employees became the majority owners. And despite worldwide distribution, Golden product is still created on the grounds of the original barn in New Berlin using the highest standards for consistency and quality. You can find their products in pretty much every art store, and you can find more about them at goldenpaints.com. Susumu Kamijo is an artist born in Nagano, Japan, and based in Brooklyn. He received his BFA from the University of Oregon and his MFA from the University of Washington. He's had solo shows at GYNP in Berlin, Harper's Books in New York City, Sotheby's S2 in New York City, Tortoise in Los Angeles, Masahiro Maki in Tokyo, and Marvin Gardens in Queens, and he just opened a show at STEMS Gallery in Brussels. He's shown in group shows at Rod Barton, Turn Gallery in New York City, She Gallery in New York City, Regina Rex in Brooklyn, and many more. Susumu dropped by my studio in Bushwick for a chat about his youth moving all over, playing music, skateboarding, hitting the jackpot at the casino, and how meeting a dog changes painting life. Here's our conversation. I feel like I'm just coming here like studio visit or something, but you know we're doing something else. You know? Yeah, we're talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when did you? When? Okay, so where did you grow up? Oh, okay, so I I'm from Japan, right? I right. grew up in this like small village, not really small, but, like you know, eight thousand, seven thousand population outside a city called Matsumoto uh-huh. in Nagano Prefecture. Uh, Matsumoto is like maybe two, three hours away from Tokyo uh-huh. the train or something. So I grew up in rural area, um, and uh, what so, did your parents do? Oh, okay. So my parents, uh, my dad worked in a bank mm-hmm. uh, his whole, whole life, and my mom is a, a prep school teacher. Uh, you know, prep school Kumon. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's she still do. She's like thirty six years or wow. something. Like so. Um, yeah, is she just a teacher, or is she in the development of the? Uh, no, she she teaches like uh, next door house. They built this this uh, like small space that student comes like every Monday and Thursday, and like tutoring, right? Yeah, tutoring. Like uh, you know, they just do you know, and and like she made me do it when I was a kid. So <laughs> did you hate it? I <laughs> hated it so much, you know. So, uh, you know, did a lot of math and, you know, a little bit English and, you know, Japanese stuff. But, uh, yeah, Um, but it's 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 good. You know, if you want to make your kids really smarter, I think it's 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 a good thing to do for your kids. Yeah. So you started you started learning English back then. Um, just a little bit, uh, you know. But you learn it in school too, like grammar stuff, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I wasn't really good at it. Uh, you know, I was more athletic kids, I guess, growing up. What uh, was your sport? Um, I, I, mainly truck and yeah. field. You know, I, I was I was into long distance running. I was like fastest kids in the whole school. Nice. You know, but th- then I went to junior high and. Uh, 
you know, start noticing there's like, you know, you know, much better runner than I am, you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> then, then I start slacking off and, you know, slowly like, you know, uh, stop doing it, I guess. Then, uh, you know, in, in, in junior high, my parents sent me to, to LA or something to learn English or something. Oh, really? Like, yeah, through, through Kumo, like a couple of weeks. And uh, that, that trip kind of changed my life, you know. Yeah. I, I, you know, it was, was it like late 80s or early 90s? And, you know, just everything was so different. And, uh, you know, um, and of course, like I had just like, you know, just the massive influence from like American movies in the 80s, like a Goonies and, you know, oh, yeah. Back to the Future. And, that was a good era. Yeah, I know. How old are you? You're like I same, think we're same age. Same age, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we probably have common sense of culture, yeah. And uh, so after that, like you know, I I really wanted to come back here, and I told my parents, yeah, I want to go to America, but she, they said you have to go to high school first, then maybe you can you know think about it. And then I I got into high school, and uh, then I quit the high school in like two months, and I uh, came here. Oh really? You just yeah. Left? Yeah. So you really caught the bug. Like you, you. It wasn't like once I'm done. I'll yeah. Go. You I, wanted to go right away. I, I, I totally wanted to be like Michael J. Fox. You oh know? yeah. Like a skating culture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Playing guitars. You right. know, making out with hot chicks and Calvin stuff. Klein underwear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So I, I, you know, and and my English teacher at in high school uh, was was you know suggested me to go to this school or that school and like. And she was pretty open-minded, and like I convinced my parents, and uh, yeah. Wait, so you came by yourself? Yeah, I came by oh myself. My God. Yeah. How, how did that work? Yeah. I, <laughs> so I I don't know. They they did something, and I don't know what you know. I I was just happy just being United States yeah. somewhere. So you know, I mean, I told many people I ended up in Michigan. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. I have no idea of what Michigan is in in, in the United States. You know. <laughs> right. And and plus, like you know, my host family lived like really far from the high school I was going to. Yeah. And sixteen years old, no cars, no driver's license. So, uh, pretty much, I was isolated. You know, yeah. and uh, hoping some friends to pick me up. I didn't have friends because I couldn't speak any English. You know, that's tough. Yeah, pretty much. Then, uh, you know, when I moved into this host family's house, my host sister just got divorced with her husband and moved in with two kids. Oh wow! So pretty much, like I just babysit those kids for like a year when I first lived <laughs> oh, there. Yeah, so that was my first, uh, you know, cultural encounter, um, and uh, that was totally not uh, what I expected, as you know, way of Michael J. Fox living style. And but in, in the middle of nowhere, right? Yeah, yeah, like. the middle of lake, and like, but in retrospect, I have moments. You know, there's, there's this lake next to the house, mm-hmm. and uh, in the winter time, the lake froze, right? So like we go to like ice fishing or there's this like one grocery store had like a video section. Uh, so me and my host brother walk on the ice to get to this like a small grocery store oh to rent rent a movie. Uh, I, I forgot the, what I watched, you know. Uh, yeah. So. It sounds like the environmental opposite of like Venice Beach. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Was, were, but were you? sort of jaded at all by that shift or did you think well this is better than like 
it's not LA or California, but you know, yeah. this is where I want to be sort of thing. Or? No, I, I mean like everything was so new, you know, first year. So yeah. I just had to suck in and like accept it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and uh, after a year later, you know, I told my parents, I, I can't stay here anymore, you know? This is too much. Yeah? Right. And, and they, they, they arranged something, and uh, then I end up in, in, in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, then, like, uh, went to private school there. And, uh, but my parents didn't know what private school uh, means in the United States, which is mostly, like, religious school. Right. So I end up in this, like, a Mennonite high school. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, you know, I, I, I never like you know interacted with like super religious people, you yeah. know, you know Christianity in this case, you know. So Mennonites and in, in yeah in Oregon, there's in Oregon? yeah I know there's like one in Pennsylvania, yeah. you know, because they branched out more Amish people and right. stuff. But just so I I, I lived with these Mennonite people uh, in a dorm because I didn't want to stay with host family anymore, you know, I didn't want right. to babysit. So. So I just end up with a bunch of Christian kids, um, you know, trying to, you know, preach me about Jesus and stuff. And which, again, in retrospect, was great because I could see those like American religious culture. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And they're so nice, you know. Yeah. Their parents nice, their grandparents nice, and I'm I'm pretty sure they have happy life and they live long, you know. Right. Right. Uh, And uh, and 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 that was that was uh, you know. That was that was that was that was interesting, and uh, do I want to go back there? No, but you know, <laughs> right? But, it was a learning experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you were getting closer to California. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm getting closer. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm just gonna keep going uh, next stage, right? So then then I graduate there, and I I, I moved to uh, Eugene, Oregon, uh-huh. for college. Yeah. Um. And uh, and that was like, you know, like mid mid 90s and uh i you know it's just all this suppressed confinement uh through religious uh school uh just like you know exploded and like i you know it's I, party I, time yeah <laughs> i mean i moved to eugene and like what the fuck i mean it's like you know it was so different you yeah. know yeah and uh um you know I, you know i just start devouring this like that culture, like I was, you know, you know, uh, wanted for like for many years, you know, and yeah. uh, not not like not doesn't mean like getting close to Michael J. Fox, but in different ways, right? Um, right. Uh, well, was uh, I mean, in high school, it sounds like you were probably consumed with just like getting by in a way because it's such a huge difference from you know. It's a different atmosphere. It's a different way of learning, different yeah. language, and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then when you went to college, I mean, what was was the idea just to go for like liberal arts, or did you have like a major? Or what did did you have any sort of you know inclination as to what you wanted to focus on? Was creativity part of that experience in the U.S. or was it more suppressed just out of just getting by? No, I I just wanted to get out of Salem, Oregon. Uh, yeah. from that tiny, you know, dormitory, you know, religious setting space. And right. like, um, I, I just went to like closest, bigger town. I mean, I could have gone to Portland, mm-hmm. but like somehow I got into school in Eugene. So yeah. that was, uh, that was, that was, that was something. Yeah. Were you drawing back then? You know? Uh, no. Was it, I, wasn't I, on no, I, I, I guess, I guess, 
Yeah, I, I think I started like taking art class uh, in, in college. Yeah. Uh, you know, I lived in a dorm and next door was this hippie guy. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, pretty much like, you know, I started becoming friend with him and like um, he because like I, I, I didn't have any friends there, you know, mm-hmm. then I said, you know, they um, and uh, then just start seeing this creative world. Uh, I mean, I was listening to sort of, you know, more music in high school a little bit, like, you know, uh, Matariko, Guns N' Roses, like, you know, sometimes like kids from public school come to this radio school because they're so bad, you know? Oh, yeah, they get so sent to, they, they sent to, for discipline. So they show me this, like, you know, like a bad influence music or something. Yeah, expose so, you to the dark Yeah, side. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Well, and, and grunge is getting ready to start bubbling up at that time. Yeah, right? yeah. you're close to Seattle. Yeah. That was, uh, you know, but like... But first year, first couple of years in Eugene was like, you know, since I met this hippie guy next door, you know, like I think first time we went out, like he said, oh, I'll, let's go to camping. I'll take you to camping. And like I end up in this like a middle of forest, like a protecting tree from like uh, loggers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and like and and, by, accidental environmentalist. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I guess. And uh, that, that that was pretty shocking. And like I, 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 I couldn't believe this like this you know dread hairs and like you know yeah um you know it's not like they're not real hippie you know it's like second generation of their parents hippie yeah. and like most those hippie were rich going to school and like have puppies and stuff and uh but still that was uh you know interesting experience yeah, I'm yeah. sure. yeah yeah and you've experienced a lot in a short amount of time i know when you got when you came to you know yeah to college yeah um, so, so, so did you, so it sounds like you had fun in college. Yeah. I, like, you know, when I look back that time, like mid 90 to like late nineties when I was in Eugene, it's like, yeah, it's like almost like a magical, you know, um, not often, but once in a while I'd fantasize about the time, you yeah. know, uh, cause you know, just, just you and whatever creativity there's there's no ceiling to you, you can do anything you want pretty much right. you know um and uh were you able to were you like making more friends and yeah you know? i started making friends you know i guess the first couple of years hanging out with a bunch of hippies like you know going to like a fish show or something yeah you know um, Sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, you know, you know, like you know, doing yoga next to the riverbank, or you know, read like you know, old like Indian scripture, or like you know, just some sort of mystical uh, things. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I know the type. It's like that second generation hippie. Yeah, they used to they used to always call them like crunchy. Yeah, you know, but like they would they would be of like in tune with you know the environment and stuff but it was all kind of like not surface but it was you know almost like affected you know what i mean whereas the original hippies were just like getting stoned and yeah you know being hippies where uh-huh. this was a little more targeted it's like we're gonna go out and save the forest and yeah go to a fish show afterwards and then yeah i don't know the, and, do you think there's people like that still exist i mean i don't know i don't yeah. think so i know <laughs> They've migrated in some sort of like digital, you know, like yeah. a digital hippie or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> getting lost in like the corners of the internet. Yeah. So that I, then I start taking like some art class there. 
um, and uh, you know, but art wasn't like amazing. I I just wanted to like you know just suck in everything and like you know. Luckily, my parents were paying tuition. I don't have to worry about you know student yeah. loans and stuff. So you know, were uh, they uh, were they worried about you or did they feel like you're you're fine? I mean, as you're in college, you're okay. Yeah, as long as I'm in college, uh, they're fine. I, I, I don't think they have any idea what, what my lifestyle was like, you know, back then. Were they know? curious or were they like, just go do your thing? Because yeah. a lot of times parents will send their kids over. Yeah. They're, they're like, okay, you're, you should do this. Or, mm-hmm. you know, it's the old adage of like, you know, the Asian parents are like, you got to be a doctor. Yeah. You got you to achieve or make, you know, make sure that you can get a job that's going to make you money. Yeah. But it sounds like they were a little more lean. Yeah, yeah. In that respect, I think my parents were pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they didn't really like force me to take certain class or do this. They're just happy. I'm just studying uh, in in college. Yeah, yeah. doing yeah. your thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did they ever come visit, or were you? Pretty um, much on they your own? they came to my graduation. Yeah. Uh, and did you go back a lot? Yeah, like every summer, you know, I yeah. uh, go back there for like, you know, two months, you know, then go back in fall again, start over again. Did you uh, feel kind of like Kaijin? Because culturally you were so, you know, I'm sure. When, when I go in, back to Japan? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like slightly not, like yeah. people, people can smell the American culture on you. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think so. Uh, but, you know, I, I mean... It's tough, right? Because yeah. you're living between two cultures. And yeah. It's just like um, when I go back there, it takes me like a week or something to adjust my, you know, language and, you know, way of thinking. Right. And after a week or so, and I, I, I'm back uh, to that culture. And uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was okay. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it funny how you can, it's, it kind of is like a switch. Like when you go to Japan, like all of a sudden you're just more I don't know for me like I'm I'm much more passive mm-hmm. like I'm more respectful of my environment and like you know I, I don't know it's just a different like I'm less the thing I really notice is when I come back and I start driving uh-huh. it only takes me a couple of days at first the first day I'm driving when yeah. I'm back I'm very polite uh-huh. I'll let people go and yeah. like, you know I'm very if someone cuts me off I'm like oh that happens oh my god dude. but then after like two days I'm just like <laughs> road rage New York City driver yeah I, and, it's like and, a switch in terms of driving I'm still Japanese because my wife always get pissed off how I drive <laughs> and like on the wrong side of the road yeah it's just it's uh, I mean I drive too slow I'm too nice letting people and yeah, yeah. you know I walk pedestrian you know walk for, first you know if I see them like 20-30 feet away I right. stop and you know she doesn't like it you know yeah. uh, it's but, not very New York but I, I, I just can't get rid of my system that's who I am and right. like yeah. this this Japanese person niceness is is just ingrained in my identity i think right. you yeah, know yeah. um and uh yeah so that's uh, yeah so that's so, yeah my parents nice you know uh they still live in japan and yeah. uh you know they're getting older so like you know they don't come visit much but you know do you um, still try to get back often um to see them or yeah like trying to go there like every every year or every couple of years yeah and uh I love going to Japan um, as a tourist. You know? Right. Yeah. I think it's you know the best place to be. You know. You know. I, I still go in Europe and stuff in the last couple of years, but Europe is great. You know. Yeah. But Japan's like the quality of service and like this seamless, 
you know, uh, like social. I, I, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's it's Plays no stress. Well time. You yeah. can actually like go look at a schedule on your phone. Yeah. And that train will be there at that time. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing it's, that I love too, and it seems, I mean, especially living here in Brooklyn, yeah. is there's no trash anywhere. And I know. There's no garbage cans anywhere. I know. Which is mystical. I, like, <laughs> you cannot find a public trash can. Yeah. They're few and far between. Yeah. But there's no trash anywhere. Yeah. I guess people take trash home, yeah. you know, or put yeah. in a bag or something, you know. That, but that's, it's nice. It's so nice. Like man. I come back and there's yeah. just crap yeah. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and you really notice it when you I know. come back. And, oh, yeah, man. So I have to deal with this you know, when I land in the airport. I, right. I'm, I'm sure you feel the same way. It's like. Right. This again, but I'm, I live here now, so I gotta do, deal with this. Yeah, you, know? you get in a cab and yeah. it's just filthy compared yeah. <laughs> to the cabs there. You know, it's, a, it's like you know, night and day. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, so, what happened when you graduated? What did you have like a game plan or from, from college? From college, yeah. What was yeah? The so, so th- th- there's a couple different phases within this like Eugene time, right? Mm-hmm. So hippie for me, hippie era. Yeah. Um. Then, uh, then like I, I I met some people that. It's not hippie, mm-hmm. um, you know. They're they're you know not the anti hippie you know or something, but like they're more into like subculture, um, you know. I, I guess reading more, you know, like a like a beat generation stuff, you know. Yeah. Williams Burroughs or you know not so much Ginsburg, but it's, it's like literature wise. You know, I, I took a bunch of literature class, creative writing class, philosophy class. So I mean, it's people. It's not just uh, you know mystical you know new age thinking people yeah you know uh, and then I met like music uh, scenes through them I mean mm-hmm. it's a small music scene um, started playing music with uh, a bunch of friends uh, I mean sure what like you, what did you play what did you uh, play? I I play pretty much everything I. I play guitar, drums, and bass because you know they have a lot of space there. Yeah, we had one room just for like a practicing room or something in my apartment. Um, you know, of course, I wanted to be a rock star and like you know who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so in 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 that era, you know, and uh, uh, what what I was listening to, you know, probably you know, it's like like mid nineties, late late nineties, you know, like. You know, I, I was into Sonic Youth, yeah. uh, like indie rock. Stuff. Indie rock, yeah. Built spilled, Cat Power, in well, Dinosaur Junior. Idaho built the spills. Yeah, Twin yeah. Falls, right? Yeah, a bunch of friends uh, from Idaho was in Eugene. So yeah, um, but again, you know, uh, you know what we do is just like we come to practice in my apartment and like we drink beer and like come up with a good song or something. And like we get so wasted, and next time we play, we don't remember what we played. <laughs> so we we just do that same routine over and over. Infinity loop. Yeah, yeah. Infinity <laughs> loop of 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 like, this is fucking amazing. To getting wasted on what we did last time, dude. We, we gotta start recording that. Yeah, we gotta still record it. <laughs> and we even we recorded like we can't remember like what chord I was playing and. You know, and 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 it, but it was it, it it was fun. You know, you were living in the moment. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, were you a super chunk fan? Um, not as much. Uh, I I yeah I I I, I like them. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I I met the guy uh, Mac. Yeah, 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 yeah. Couple, uh, and you know, he's he's really nice. And yeah. uh, but uh, I I I think. 
I think I was more into pavement or Sonic Youth and oh, there you go, uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah, pavement and, was good. And, Silver and, Jews and early Modest Mouse. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, you know, like going to see shows. I don't go see music anymore, but like you know, going to see shows and like. In nineties was like it was almost like a religious experience for me. It, it was great, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, I yeah. felt like it was different because that was like the way you would experience visual things you know, uh-huh. in a way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. going to see a show. Now you can see so much online or yeah. whatever. I think it, it kind of like dilutes it a bit. But I remember like traveling. You know, we'd go see like tortoise and the sea yeah. cake and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and. And driving to Pittsburgh and seeing a show, then the next night we drive to Philly to see the show, and yeah. the night after that we'd go to New York because we we're so into yeah. that live experience, you know. Yeah, I, I did see that. Stereo yeah. Lab live and like uh-huh. all those bands, like where they were playing instruments and like yeah, you know, it was like this is just like a real good yeah. show, you know. Yeah, and, and and just you know have the portable CD player, you know. Yeah. And like discman, yeah, discman, <laughs> and like you know, put this thing, you know, listening to it, going going to class, and like you know, come home and go to coffee shop and talk stuff and get drunk, play music, you know, yeah, yeah. It was it was totally like that, you know, you know, in the, the movie Slacker by uh, yeah, yeah. Richard Linklater, Linklater yeah. that that was like really like that, you yeah. know, um, uh, and that was you know, I mean. I wish I could do that again, but you know, <laughs> I know it's kind of yeah. like the the perfect situation. I mean, you know, you're being creative, like you're having fun, you're living in the moment, yeah, you know, and it's not all about the future or the past. You're just kind of doing your day to day thing, exactly. Yeah, and no cell phone. So if you want to hang out with with your friend, and, you know, you call them and like leave the message on the mis- you know answering machine. Yeah, like we'll meet at the band space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. And if someone doesn't show, yeah. like, where's he at? I don't know. Or, or you just show up to your friend's house and wait in the poach, you know? Yeah, for, yeah. For like hour or hoping they're gonna come home, you know? God, that must <laughs> never happen anymore. Yeah, and I, I I can't I can't remember how I felt like it now, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it, it it was it was it was it was great. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I, I was taking art class, yeah, and, like, you know, philosophy class, and, you know, you know, then, then I, then I have to graduate and stuff, and I just, like, looking at my GPA and stuff, and, 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 and like, you know, this is not good, you know, it's like, because <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking about like, yeah, yeah. having all this fun. Yeah, <laughs> what am I doing trying to write 20 pages paper of Heidegger and like, I can't do anything about it. Right. So, so I, I start focusing on, on, on art because, you know, I don't have to write papers and, you know, uh, you know, chain smoke and, you know, I, I could just show up in art class and paint or, and, 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 and show and like, and, and and fortunately, like I don't know why, but I'm just getting good grades, and like my GPS is going up, and like, yeah. dude, this is good. I'm I'm switching to right. art major. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So so I, so I got I got a BFA there, and um, um, what were you painting in those days? Um, are we doing sculpture and other stuff? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I I I did most of old stuff, but the painting wise, it's like, you know. I don't know, just the abstract paintings, you yeah. know, you know, uh, you know, I wanted to paint like a de Kooni or a Pollock or, you know, something and, you know, um, really like, uh, I mean, my, my motivation was really like romantic notion of what the, uh, 
painter would do or you know right uh, the process yeah based. process of, of something or you know trying to just break boundary or something really naive notion but but which was fine because I had fun <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 I think in those days too like the early days of school there was still like a romanticization of the avant-garde yeah you know even though that was like mutating and progressing but like we were looking back at, at those early painters yeah. you know like you know like Pollock or Gustin or Frankenthaler or people like that and like that's like what I want to do yeah. <laughs> you know like or like Egon Seeler you know yeah, yeah. like some people like show me oh check this out in this book and right. Egon Seeler wow that's cool and like wow that was that was, that was uh, yeah it was, it was a good moment yeah and funny enough I, we had a friend who had who was really into Picasso and at that uh-huh. point we're like dude that's not cool yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could come in with the Chile or the Pollock or whatever uh-huh. but, but Picasso was like no man that's get out of here with Picasso I and know. now it's like he's amazing you know like, yeah. you put everything in context yeah like, now, now I like Picasso and Matisse but you know yeah um, back then, anyway, so yeah, so I I couldn't really be a rock star, so you know, you gave I, up on that. Dream? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I still play music maybe like once, once or twice a year with friends, yeah. uh, but uh, just for fun, you right, know, right. yeah. Um, you know, the heights of my band, I was playing. You know, we, we played a couple times like some local bar or something. Some shows, yeah, yeah. The the best show we had was in in, in uh, college. Uh, uh, dorm cafeteria. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. So, somebody set me up for the show in a dorm cafeteria <laughs> dinner time. <laughs> so back then I was into like re experimental like noise music. <laughs> so so this just what people wanted to hear. Yeah, eating. Yeah, so those kids eating spaghetti and like I'm I'm on the back like playing this feedback and like, like crazy Thurston Moore. <laughs> yeah, like Thurston Moore noise with this college kids eating meal. That was the the height of my uh, band experience, I think. Yeah, someone should have got that on video. Yeah, <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe I, they might have something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and uh, what else they did? You know. Um, well, when you when you graduated, do you feel like okay, I'm retiring from music and I'm going to focus on art and like that's what I'm going to? Or were you still kind of just, you know, not quite sure? that that was something you wanted to do do yeah well then like i was thinking what am i gonna do you know like then shit maybe i should just keep going you know start doing this like uh but only way to do it because like i'm getting good grades in in art uh painting class Mm -hmm. so you know they told me i should go to you know grad school right now so so i'm thinking oh extra couple more years you know right but i (laughs) <laughs> but I didn't, you know. I, but at that point, like I'm, I was kind of done with Eugene, and I was like trying to uh, see something else. And I got got in school in Seattle, so I moved to Seattle uh, in like 2000 or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I I also had some couple friends who already lived there, and uh, um, at that point, you know, like I, I I was thinking about painting a lot. But more I think about painting, like, uh, you know, I think, again, this is a naive romantic notion, but uh, I, I shouldn't be rethinking about painting if I want to make a really good painting. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So I should do something. It's not painting. 
you know, so like then I started thinking, oh, maybe I should do film or something. But by my already in the painting program, you know, yeah. so I don't know what to do uh, first couple semester. So like I, I was pretty much showing the work I made in undergrad mm-hmm. in a in a in a grad studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I was going out and drinking at a bar and talking to friends about film and stuff. Yeah, yeah. What was what was the faculty like? What what did, what did the faculty think? Like your teachers were they? I don't think they knew that was a painting from my undergrad. Yeah. you know because they you know and 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 they're fine with it. Uh, like oh he's been busy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything's painted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, um, yeah. So what? Um, yeah, so. So uh, yeah, and Seattle was good. Um, did just in the second year? Did you start painting again, or were you still thinking uh, kind about of? So here's the thing: this 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 things that happened to me when I was in, uh, first year. After first year, uh, I I walked into this casino in the morning, and uh, I started playing blackjack, and I won a load of money. Oh yeah. <laughs> Like I, I hit, I, I hit the jackpot. Oh wow! In blackjack. <laughs> in blackjack, I don't. It's not there's easy to do, but yeah, there was there's this like a side game, right? Like you you, you get the uh, certain card, you get bonus. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you get you get two pair of ways. You get you know a thousand bucks and three pair of ways. You get five grand, and if you have four aces. Uh, you get ten grand, and but if you have like you know four, four aces in, in 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 all red or all black, oh yeah, you hit the jackpot, right? And I, you hit the jackpot, yeah, I jackpot. <laughs> it's not like I won million dollars or something, right? But, but that uh, and like then, then like I don't know. Just, uh, then I still go to the casino more often oh, than got, my studio. You got the bug, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Instead you, of going to studio, you spend all that money. You yeah, I, I, I tell my girlfriend or colleagues, "Oh, I'm in studio." But meanwhile, I'm I'm in a casino, in casino. Out, outside Seattle. You know, <laughs> I didn't even know they had casinos. Out yeah, there in Seattle. yeah, they they do like Indian casino and stuff. Um, so that was pretty much my. So that's your grad, grad school experience. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and somehow I graduated uh, in. Uh, Moved to New York uh, right after, like, 2002 or three. Well, how did that decision happen? Because, okay, so you got your MFA. Yeah. You got some money from the tables. Uh-huh. And then, you know, it sounded like your early dream was California living and, like, that culture. But yeah. at this point, what made you, you know, want to come to New York? Um, I, it just- I, no, I, the mostly, like, I, you know, it was... I was living with with girl, uh, girlfriend at the time, mm-hmm. and she wanted to move here. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> that was. And if that wasn't her, probably I might have stayed in Seattle. But like, I just don't want to even imagine what it would be like if I stay there. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, there's there's it's cool place to live, but it's like in terms of art scene, there's not much going yeah. on. You know. Um, and uh, so you moved to New York. What year was that? I think it was 2002. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Did you get a studio right away? Or was um, it- I mean, I, I, I just didn't know what to do because everything was like, expensive. Yeah, you know, you know, I was doing on, on my coffee table, doing some small drawing or something. Mm-hmm. Then you know, fuck, I have to pay my rent and yeah. stuff. So I still did a lot of you know, like a few jobs and like uh, I ended up working for this real estate company. Mm-hmm. 
you know, renting apartment sometimes do so. I did that for like maybe like ten years. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Then you know, I, I during the time I had studio or like my home studio or something, but I guess you learned a little bit about New York real estate. I know. In the process, I, of yeah, because it. it's its own thing. Yeah, know? exactly. Um, you know, it, which was fine because I could make my own schedule. You know, but yeah. it was kind of like a bullshit excuse. You know, you know, I, I I was still going out and drinking and stuff. You know, yeah. And, but but most hang out was like artists and and uh, uh, but. Uh, yeah, so that that was, you know, then you know, I'll tell people what is it like to be live in New York. You know, every time people come visit, for me it's like, you know, you know, you go to bar and like, you know, you know, Jägermeister, yeah, yeah, the, the shitty drink, right, like right. it makes me want to vomit, right? Right. Then after you take like two shots, three shots, you're so wasted and you don't give a shit anymore, right? You know, that I felt like living in New York. <laughs> That's the like, feeling of yeah. <laughs> Because like I, I still feel like I'm this guy from Seattle living in New York, you know. Right. I haven't felt like I'm a New Yorker, like even like after five, six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm just like I'm here and visiting and trying to survive. And uh, and like I think recent the last couple, two, three years, I feel like yeah, I'm, this is my home or something. You know, it yeah. took me so long to get used to it. Why do you think that was? Just a familiarity with it, or do you think it was? Like, why you didn't feel... Like, because a lot of times after a year or two, you feel like, okay. Yeah. Like, I'm a New Yorker, you know? Yeah, I I, I guess, you know, the idea uh, of, like, what I'm going to do when I get to New York was 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 so wrong, you know? Yeah, that, that <laughs> you know, comes out I, I, I was thinking, oh, I just got an MFA. I, I move here. I meet cool people. Start showing. Start showing, you know? <laughs> It didn't. It didn't happen for a long, long time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's. I guess that's for what for everybody else, you know. Well, especially Uh, you know, with when you're talking about like that's when it started to really get expensive. Like studio spaces and apartments were really sort of, you know, you would think after nine eleven that things would drop out, but it's just kind of like quickly after that it just started really growing and growing until the the bubble burst. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It was. yeah, but I I can't believe I'm here so long. <laughs> Time flies. But, yeah, right? but I can't even imagine like live anywhere else. And I mean, I mean, I like to go to Japan, but like I said, I want to go there as a tourist. I don't want to live there right. and like you know and have to function. Yeah, to function. <laughs> like I I don't know how people would perceive me. You know, if, if I live there, so um, so I, right now it's fine. You know, I. Couple of times I thought about moving to LA or something, but like I'm, I'm just so used to it here, and like I've a lot of friends here, so it's it's been fine for yeah. Well, yeah. I think one of the beauties of New York is that you any I think anyone can really come to New York and like after a little while kind of feel at home there because uh-huh. it's so diverse. Yeah, and you can find your niche of people and your your area and what you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I was thinking about your, you know, your your youth and how you moved around I mean, uh, so early yeah like it's it's so early to come during high school but not with your parents it's not like your your dad had like a two-year job here and yeah you came over with the family i mean you just came over rogue yeah. by yourself so, I so like i i would imagine it's hard to feel really at home uh-huh. anywhere yeah you know what I mean? but new york is the kind of place i think where anyone can kind of feel at home because it is so yeah um you know, there's so much going on here you know what I mean? That you kind of find your own home within the city. Whereas, like, if you go to Eugene, that's a very specific 
feel, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and college contextualizes that. Like uh-huh. you're, you're in that role of your exactly, life. You're yeah. in college, you meet your college friends, yeah. you do college things, you go out and get <coughs> bombed or whatever and you yeah. like, you know, skip class or, you know, you just kind of doing college things. Yeah. Right? That was, I guess like you, like you said, you know, it's, it's easier to find your identity, you know? Yeah. Like within that certain social uh, scene, you know, but New York was so hard to, you know, you know, define my identity. I like think. you have to, like not exactly, you, like the person coming to it has to define it. Yeah, where it's not like you're. Maybe people think like if you're an artist, you think, oh, I'm just gonna go be with all those artists who hang out there and then start showing and then that's it. But yeah, it's not as easy as that. <laughs> <laughs> it's because the city is so. Was this shitty when you first moved here too, or it was fine? Uh, when I first moved, yeah, it was tough. I mean, yeah. I was living on a couch for, uh, you know, like eight months uh-huh. and, uh, and then I was working at Macy's doing windows, uh-huh. you know, just getting by, like basically working, you know, Midtown is not the best place to work. Yeah. Like that commute is brutal. Yeah. And it's so busy. I still never hang out in Midtown. Oh, it's yeah. so, yeah. it was so rough. <laughs> and you know, I wasn't making any money, just yeah. enough to get like pay rent or whatever. Yeah. But I was working every day pretty much like, uh, 8.30 to uh-huh. like 5.30 or 6, sometimes later, but usually that was the schedule. Then I would go home, like eat spaghetti every night. Yeah. And then I would just paint until, you know, one or two in the morning. And then the same thing the next day. Yeah. So it was kind of a grind, you know, Mm -hmm. until I started, you know, like once I started showing and selling some work, I was like, okay, this will buy me like five months of rent. Yeah. Because at that point it was, wasn't too late nineties. It wasn't too, too expensive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was living in a loft with a bunch of people. Um, so I was like, well, this will buy me like five months. Yeah. So screw it. I'm just going (laughs) to quit the job. Yeah. And you know, and then. Fortunately, like that's at that time the art market was doing really well, and uh-huh. like, you know I started showing and selling some work. Just I was just getting enough to pay the rent, uh-huh. and my overhead was like art supplies and rent. Like I wasn't buying anything else. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't have a family. You know what I mean? It was easier uh-huh. in that sense. But yeah, it wasn't like the super easy glamour. I mean, I think nowadays people get an MFA and they think, well, "I'm just going to go get my career going." Yeah, you know what I mean? But it's not that. It's not that, especially now, it's not that easy. Yeah. It's so expensive. There's so many artists. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but yeah, you kind of slowly find your, your scene, you know, yeah. like your group of people. It must be easier now though, in that sense that like you can reach out on social media yeah. and meet people. You could probably have a, a relationship, like whether it's over online or whatever, but mm-hmm. you could, you know, be familiar and be chatting with a bunch of people. So when you get to the city, you can you know, oh, can I come see your studio? I'm here now, or why don't you come by? Whereas I think in, in, when we moved to the city, that didn't exist. Yeah. You just had to go places. I know. Like, you go to Max Fish or something. Yeah, I know. Like, just go, talk to people. Yeah, and go to opening you don't even want to go to. You yeah, know? that was tough. And go see, like, go to some parties, like, you know. I was never yeah. an opening guy. Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't, I still. I, 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 yeah, me too. Really <laughs> I, I I always had to drink like at least like three glasses of wine before I get st- <laughs> start using talking to people. So yeah. I go straight to the beer or wine when I go to opening. You know, I think that's yeah. probably one of the biggest causes yeah. of drinking problems with artists. Yeah, yeah exactly. like probably func- functioning at opening yeah. to like take the edge off. You know what I mean? Because it's so awkward. Yeah, um, and it's a kind of a stuffy, tricky environment. Yeah, that's that's true. So yeah, so. but you so you started. Pain, like were you working where you lived is that where you were making your work yeah I mean I had a couple you know shared studio with some friends some years uh, yeah. 
some place, my house, and was it hard to do a lot of work working the real estate job, or did not you, not really, you know, because no. you know I don't have to be it's like five, to, you know, eight to five, you know, I could you know arrange my schedule and well, that's good, yeah, and uh, in that way, that was that was that was good, and uh, um, yeah, and uh, then I, you know, it was. It was it, it was all right, you know. Yeah. Yeah. When did you get into making like the work that you're making now? Um. So maybe like f- poodle thing, maybe like two three years. Yeah. yeah. How did that come about? Uh yeah. That's that's, that's a question <laughs> it's, everybody it's, asks. It's specific. Yeah. Um. Uh, so I, I I met my girlfriend at a bar, um, and uh and and, and uh now now she's my wife. Yeah, but uh, she was she 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 was uh, uh, she's a uh, dog groomer. Oh yeah. really? Yeah. Um, she, she right right now she uh, has cones this uh, dog grooming store in Brooklyn Heights, uh-huh. and uh, you know I I give her ride every day before I go to studio mm-hmm. and pick her up you know stuff like yeah. that. But um, I I guess I don't really give a shit about dogs and pets and stuff until yeah. I meet her and she she had like a poodle. And I, 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 I still walking, you know, <laughs> poodle and like, you know, you I fell in love with poodles. Not, not really. I just, I, I just felt like, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing this abstract stuff, and oh, maybe this, this kind of like the image and like shape reminds me uh, of what's in in poodle shape, you know. And they are very aesthetically, specifically groomed things, you know. It's not yeah. like a normal dog haircut, like it's. It's very specific. Yeah, it is. Um, and then, then, then she pulls me into this like a dog culture. You yeah. know, um, it's kind of like the movie. You know, the what's that movie? Best in Show. Oh, best in Show. You know, it's so good. You know, <laughs> people think is it is it like that? Really like dog grooming? It is like yeah, it's yeah. really similar to the film. You know, it's it's it's. Those people probably I would never have like interacted with if I haven't met her. Yeah, you know, um, it's just totally different tribe of people than art people. <laughs> right. You know? yeah. and, and and she does competition and like you know, uh, you know, different places. You know, in, in the United States, so she would just take me. Uh, it's it's kind of like assistant, you know. <laughs> right. And so 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 I could see a lot of uh, dogs there behind the scenes. Yeah, and and and, and talk to like this uh, this dog people, and uh, you know that's that's it's it was, it's kind of interesting, you know, to not to be around like art people yeah. and like in totally different world. Yeah. So when you going to see like dog shows where there's all these different dogs of different. You know, there's some crazy, like, different hair things going on and shapes and sizes. Yeah. But you've, you're have pretty specific to the poodle. Is that just because she has a poodle, right? No, she, 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 she had a poodle. That poodle passed away. Then uh-huh. now, no, we got a new poodle a couple years ago, and now we have fox terrier and a poodle. Uh, but sometime, like, you know, I, I rent, like, like a big, like, like, a couple weeks, you know, two days ago we had this guest poodle, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> so I can just walk her and, like, just observe her, maybe take a picture or something. Um, but uh, it's, it's, I mean, I, I like dog now, you know? Yeah. It's not like I'm, I'm painting poodle because, like, I'm, I'm an animal activist or, like, you know, I want to promote poodle, poodle to the world. Right. Uh, I'm doing specifically for this art reason, but but besides my personal thing, I, I I you know this 
this this this poodle I have, Kuro means black in Japanese. Just, right. You know, she she likes me, and like I think I never had had anyone loved, you know, <laughs> anyone loved me like that she does love oh, me. Oh yeah, the dog's you know? unconditional. Yeah, love. You know, <laughs> so in in that respect, I I I, I love it. Um, and visually, they're striking. I would imagine, like, if you're, you know, born out of like an interest in abstraction, the shapes and and the stuff. The, well, I guess also the way you paint your paintings uh-huh. and play with color, you're kind of nullifying to an extent some of the representational forms that are going on and playing with composition and color formally. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's it's almost like not. I don't want to say an excuse to make a painting. You know, it's it's an excuse to think. Um, formally different yeah. about each painting. So it's kind of like, you know, in the same way, in a sense, you know, like back in the day, still life was like, you know, we'll rearrange these different bottles and like, look at Mirandi. You know, he took like a few bottles on a surface yeah. and did so many interesting iterations. Uh-huh. Of it, you know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. And, uh, and the, I thought, I mean, not because of the Japanese um, relationship, but like on Kawada, you know, uh-huh. he basically painted the date every day. Uh-huh. And that was like, not only was it uh, diuretic in a way, it was talking about his daily existence, but it was also something that was universal to anyone who's ever been alive, you know, or looked at the date. Uh-huh. And certain dates hold certain weight or whatever, but it's it's a very rhythmic, repetitive in a way, but it's like iterations of, of that thing. And, and, you know, I was wondering if that's, why you're so you know honed in on that one specific breed of dog because you can kind of do iterations and subtle tweaks of those forms and colors yeah exactly i mean i i I think i'm i'm just so lucky to you know this poodle found my lap you know yeah especially meeting my wife and stuff it wouldn't happen because you know i i guess it just gave gave what whoever's look at my work has some sort of uh like you know, wide door to get into my world. You know, right, right. if I'm just doing like a pure abstract painting or you know something, just some some imagery that you can't tell what it is, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to invite people in. You know, so so it's, in that respect, I'm 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 glad I met this subject. Yeah, yeah. It becomes like a, almost like a, an accessibility point to yeah. the way that you're making your paintings because the way that you're painting them is very specific. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. And there's like a labor to it and a process, but it's it's almost like the dog is the entry point into the picture. Yeah, because everyone can relate to a dog, you know. It's, yeah, it's almost in the same same way people who paint the figure. Uh huh. You know what I mean? The body is such a you know like people see a body or they see a human, and mm-hmm. you just have a relationship to that no matter what. Yeah, and that's the vehicle into it. But then you can do so much with the way that you're painting that figure. So yeah, that's true, and and like a lot of people ask me, like, are you going to, you know, keep painting poodles? Like, <laughs> right when when I, you move I, on? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I do have some side project and stuff which I haven't shown it, but like, like so far, poodles good, and I feel like there's there, there's there's like some rooms to it, I think, and like um, every time I go into studio, it's like uh, you know, I, I'm not bored with it. Like every poodle I do, it's like. I don't know. It's 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 for me. It's like give me different things, and you know, um, but that's I think it's so far it's okay. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, I think the moment you 
from the outside, people will ask you that. Well, like, like if you're always painting figurative work, they'll be like, well, are you ever going to do a landscape? Or if you're always painting... Like, I used to never paint figures, and uh -huh. people would always describe it as, you know, um, kind of like figureless work, you know, the absence of humans in this world or whatever. And then I spent, like, you know, a couple years just painting nothing but portraits. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't because people... You know, it was just something that I was... Uh, it got to the point to where I really wanted to paint someone, mm -hmm. you know, and I think you you just get that internal voice like a certain point like, oh, you know what? I, I need to make a change here. Or I, I want to paint something different. And you just go with it, you know. Yeah. But if you're if you're the vehicle for the paintings is providing you the, the inspiration and, you know, the movement and the work, then why do you need to change that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see what happens, you know. Right, right. You, <laughs> yeah. you never know. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Um, when you're uh, when you're painting, do you listen to music or podcasts or? Silence? I listen to you. And uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, sometimes I listen to music like late night when I'm in studio when I'm when I'm in the mood or something. Yeah. But may, mostly it's just like a you know narratives right. uh, back you know. Background music. You know, uh, what about what else I've been listening? I've been listening to like Japanese uh, uh, radio theater. Oh like, really? Yeah, like 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 the like a film with a visual, just a you know. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, mostly it's stupid, you know. But there's a lot in like maybe one in ten is interesting to listen yeah. to, and like it's uh, when it happens, it's you know it's really good. But it's like most like. I don't know. Just, 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 just cure for my soul to do in in in, in a in a studio by myself. You know. Right. Yeah. Well, what outside of you? What's the? Are you listening to a lot of current music or? Not really. <laughs> are you still kind of like, like if you put stuff on, do you go back to those hits that like you remember that? Um, yeah. Sometimes I do do it for just reminiscence reasons, you know, yeah. and like bring it back to. That that you know the college time or something. Not scushy. Not scushy. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a good word for that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I, I I really don't listen to the music anymore because like you know when I was in college like I think a lot of people showed me which album or which artist I should listen to yeah. and I, 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 I took the advice and I just listened to them right. I never went out my way to you know research who's out there. Yeah. You know, uh, and like what fell into your lap? Just yeah, like the poodle. exactly. <laughs> In that way, I'm so fucking lazy. I think you know, I just, I just, just take whatever it's given. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 that worked. And uh, you know, well, maybe by the part of, but you say that's because I'm lazy. But maybe part of that too is because you have been so proactive in your growing up of having to adapt to different sort of like environments uh -huh. and different cultural settings and like you know what I mean it wasn't just like because if you just stayed in Japan it would have been very straightforward like this yeah. is what you do yeah. and this is the language and this is the culture and all that you you it must take so much effort and mental like flexibility to constantly be like adapting to different environments that maybe maybe that's why you kind of allow other things in your life just come to you because otherwise you would probably be completely exhausted if like on top of like being in Oregon and then you know listening and playing the music with the friends that you have around you and then going to record stores and like digging through the history of like you know music and all that stuff. I mean maybe that would just be too much. 
Yeah. Maybe it's good to have some things that just come to you in life. Yeah. Man, Brian, thanks for saying that. I mean, like... <laughs> You're not I, no, no, I, I feel like you should be my therapist or something, you know? <laughs> I'm not you, I mean, I'm sure you've done this so many times, so you, you know how to, you know... See this is psychologist is it, I I I think you're right you know yeah, yeah. I don't think that's an easy yeah. thing to to do it's the kind of thing where like you know most people if you're thrown into a situation you would, mm. you adapt to it you just get used to it yeah you know what I mean but I think that kind of weighs on you unconsciously you know what I mean because it's not a, an easy path. So it probably manifests itself yeah. in other aspects of your life. Yeah, you know, I just yeah, just just adaptation uh, or something, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so like yeah, like like recently, like I felt like you know my identity is like getting solid, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially like I'm, I'm I mean just hit forties and you know yeah. Man, that that took me so fucking long, you know. <laughs> yeah. When I was twenty one in college, I was like, I I I I thought I'm just gonna know who I really am by by the time I'm thirty or something, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it feels good that once you like, I feel like for me in my forties now, uh-huh. I'm finally feeling kind of confident in like certain things, certain aspects of who I am and, yeah. st- and being able to recognize things I really need to work on. Yeah. Whereas when you're younger, you're just like, this is just, this is who I am. This is what <laughs> I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you get to a point to where like, well, maybe it's not cool to just be acting that way or, or like irresponsible, yeah. or, you know, and you kind of get comfortable in your own skin and what you need to work on and what works for you. And yeah. Stuff. And especially with dealing with Pluto, like last couple of years, you know, yeah, <clears throat> I'm just, you know, there's certain expectation that people have on me, you know, a lot yeah. of like a dog owners, you know, come to me and say, Hey, can you do portrait of my dog? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I right. knew that's going to happen. Right. But, and like, you know, I, I have to, I just only do poodle. I can't do pugs or, you right. know, different breed of dogs. Yeah. And like a part of me, like, I don't want them to see as a, my, like a dog portrait painter, you right, know? Right, right. You know? Yeah. So that's hard. But like, you know, in terms of poodle, and like people like it. And like if, 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 if they like it, just a poodle, and they don't see anything else, but that's fine with me. I'm just like giving something to people. And, you know, of course, like I want to get people to see it like that poodle is just the tip of iceberg and there's like big things we need that's like you know but like um it it it, it's it's i I think it's all right yeah Yeah, i mean isn't that kind of what abstraction is too yeah it's like there's no you know it's basically just about the painting of it you know yeah but that's okay. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it, it's the, the entry point is just like, oh, look at the shapes and color. Like, look at the way this is made. Uh-huh. You know, we're not dealing with form or whatever the, the image is. And you just, you're left with just the painting. You know, which I think is very easy for people who, to cast that off if they're not interested in abstract. It's like, well, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's nothing for me to latch onto here. But it's really the same thing. Like, you know, whether there's a figure, whether there's representation in it or not, it's really, ultimately, it's a painting. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's kind of about that. Yeah. Whether you see a dog or you see shapes and colors or you see a building or <laughs> you see a face, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I think sometimes when it's a dog, <laughs> humans have a very specific relationship to dogs. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they, yeah. they kind of like... I would imagine they can't get past that in a way. It's like, oh yeah, that's a dog. <laughs> you know? 
Whereas like with the figure, it's a, a much different kind of relationship. That's true. Yeah. Um, That's humans. <laughs> <laughs> We're complex. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how do you feel also, you, you know, the scale you work, you work at a large scale. I'm you work in different scales, but you're not only working small. Yeah. I mean, like over the year, it's just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. You know? Um, how do you feel about like um, the current? Well, I don't know. If this is okay. Here's a dumb question coming. How do you feel about the current state of like kind of Japanese painting? Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like it's a different kind of feel. You yeah, know what I mean, not talking about people here. I'm just talking about like when you go to Japan and go to galleries. It's such a different experience. Yeah, than like Chelsea, and I think part of that is predicated on yeah. the size and you know, I, is it something that you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm the good person to, you know, ask me the question because I, I recently introduced this Japanese art scene. Yeah. Like a year ago when I had, had a first show in Japan and like I, I, I really haven't paid attention to Japanese art at all. Right. When I'm here. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know Murakami and Nara and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. besides, but. Um, well, what was that like? Was it, what was it like showing there? Um, it was, it, it, it was interesting. Um, you know, I, 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 I kind of sort of see a little bit of Japanese art scene and art market and like collectors and, but it's definitely different. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like the, you show there too, right? Yeah. 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 It's a completely different feel. Yeah. You know, which, which I, I, I love, you know, I, yeah. I mean, it, it's just cool that it's a different vibe. Yeah. You know? I, I, I know there's, there's definitely some sort of, uh, like not time lag, like some cultural art lags that, you know, there, you know, I, I guess it's same thing like music, you know, too, you know, yeah. like you, you, you became popular here as a musician, then, then Japanese people still liking and, and Japanese people still listen to Mariah Carey or something, you know, right, yeah. or, you know, uh, like just, um, it's interesting how that works, you know, yeah, e- even this like, you know, social network agent, pe- people must see those stuff you know yeah. but uh it, it it takes time to you know get ingrained in culture or something you know right and uh and and there's people who are trying to do that you know uh but uh but japan was fucking awesome yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah so i mean was you went for the opening i'm sure right? yeah yeah what was the reception like was it cool to talk to people about the work then yeah um or were the questions weird <laughs> related to you know your subject matter? Or? Um, I mean, I I knew they they liked poodles, yeah. you know, yeah, and uh, and 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 they're so polite, you know. Uh, a couple of people give me like some sort of gift, oh, that's <laughs> like, cool. that's nice. like here's here's some Japanese cookie for you or something, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. which which never happened in like you know American opening or something, right, right, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's very so, nice, yeah, and. Uh, um. Yeah, that. I mean, I'm not sure if you know the Japanese audience perceives American or European audience perceives it, but uh, it's it's nice that it's there, you know. Yeah. Um, um, and your parents got to go see the show. Yeah, my parents came. That must uh, have been cool. Yeah, they're they're pretty happy, you know. Yeah. 
Um, Full I, circle. I, yeah, you know, I I finally made them feel like you know all the money they spend on me during the college <laughs> paid off finally. Right. You know. Right. Ah, so, we can see the fruits. Of exactly, because I can really later. tell them you know about hippie time and like you know hipster time, whatever. Right. right. You know. So now now all this like stuff I don't really have to do explain uh, you know explain to them. I'm 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 here. I'm in Shonen Japan. So you know. Uh, I think I'm I'm doing good. Yeah, yeah. You know? You're you're making things happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you can't fake that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Which uh, is true. Yeah, and you know they've been, they've been pretty supportive. You know, again and um, yeah. So well, do you think? Uh, so do you think you're a New York City lifer? Like you're going to be here forever? I I don't know. You know, I mean, you know, I I I like. I like nature and stuff. Yeah, you know. Um, well, where you grew up, it was kind of outside, right? Yeah, like it was more not Inaka. Yeah, it's 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 Inaka. Inaka. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's the sticks. Yeah, uh, but thing is, like, I guess I don't, I don't. I mean, I do care, but like, not like, you know, I I like to go to places, right? But like, it's not like I. I mean, uh, for me, it's like the going to myself and yeah. like discovering this part of me that I haven't really discovered mm-hmm. that's 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 more uh, a journey I like than, that's like your travel yeah that's yeah. like my travel like I want to go internal my wife want to go to Europe and see right. this all this like stuff you know yeah. gotta go see this museum go see this this place you know yeah. I mean I'll do it but like <laughs> that's you know for me it's like most satisfying comes like when I hit something on my work or something yeah. at my studio or uh you know it's always take a nice break but you know i feel like i'm just always you know working towards it or something you know just 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 internal traveling you know i think i think yeah. that's a lot of artists are like that you yeah know what i mean where it's it's like you want to find within you yeah the thing that kind of motivates yeah, and I think that people. I'm not saying your wife doesn't have this, but a uh-huh. lot of people who maybe aren't getting that out completely really like to go see other people who've done things like. Yeah, that. you know what I mean. Like to go see these different cultural um, kind of like accomplishments of like the, this paint, you know, like uh-huh. the Louvre and you know, like things like that. And and I think a lot of times artists are just perfectly happy. Not that they don't enjoy traveling or whatever, but perfectly happy just trying to find that magic. In what they're doing in the studio, yeah, you know exactly. I mean? You know, that's how it, how I feel like when I was playing music. You know, why do I have to listen to other people's music when I play music? Yeah, you know, it sounds selfish, but it's <laughs> yeah. actually like, it's kind of like I don't know. There's something really nice about that. It's, yeah, it's kind of like you know, you're putting that outside pressure off, and you're just trying to make it happen within you. Yeah, uh, that's that's true. Um, and you can kind of do that anywhere, really. Yeah, <laughs> but you do, but. You know the nice thing about New York is that there is uh, other artists in a support system, and it kind of gives you that energy mm-hmm. at the same time. Even if you're not out there doing it, going to every opening, yeah, or like going out and doing studio visits every other day, yeah, just the feeling that you're around all this stuff going on mm-hmm. is kind of like gives you almost like a contact energy, yeah, that keeps you moving. You know? I, I guess you know you feel like you're part of something, you know, yeah, and uh, I think. For me, like I'm okay, you know. If I go out with my friend like once a week or something, you know. Right. Uh, but I guess maybe my age too, you know. I used to go out more before, but now I just go to the studio, come home, watch Netflix, and you know, walk dogs. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much. Yeah. 
You know, yeah. we my my family we enjoy once in a while to go out to Lancaster to hang out with the Mennonites. Oh yeah, <laughs> to do some antiquing and hit the yeah. all you can eat buffet like smorgasbord things. Uh huh. It's pretty fun. Is it? Maybe yeah. I should do that. Yeah. Yeah. Take a, go back to your roots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turn off some electricity. I, <laughs> have some really good like you know giant smorgasbord food. Yeah. Shoe fly pie. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so do you have anything coming up that you're working on or any, like what, what would you like to share with the people listening on where they can see your work and, and what you're up to? Um, so I'm going, uh, you don't have a website. I don't think, do you? No, I, I just do Instagram. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm going Brasso next, next week. Yeah. Yeah. It stems, um, nice. you know, opening an eighth. And what's the show called? Does it have a title? Yeah, I, I, I'm putting I, you I, on the spot. I, I titled it, but I forgot. <laughs> We're gonna edit. Well, here, let's pause. Yeah. Okay, we just inserted the, name <laughs> of the title there. <laughs> so, Stems Gallery coming up. Yeah. That's in a few days, right? No, uh, or you're leaving eight. soon. Like I'm going like, on a, on a next week opening. I think on the eighth or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, um, yeah. I've I've been to Europe like three times this year. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's. I like it. It's good food and stuff, and everything's uh, kind of close too, which is nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like the U.S. where it's like really spread out. Yeah, you know, you can get around. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's just been weird. Not weird. It's it's good for me in the last couple of years. You know, uh, meeting new people, going to different places. Um, but you know, but again, it's like it's it's it's. it's you know, there's it's it's not that easy. You know, you you have to meet people. You have to the Gary and collectors, and you know, um, some sort of relationship. You know, yeah. Uh, I guess you know because I'm so used to hanging out with like artist friends. Right. I haven't really hang out with people who likes art but they don't make art. Right. You know, the rest of the art world, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah, like art advisor. Like they, I know they like art and they go, go and see the opening, and like they they have like huge knowledge of art history and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they haven't really been in a studio and made made things. You know, yeah. To interact with people, it's sometimes it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah, you have to cross that bridge. But yeah. it's it's important to be able to you know connect with those people too because yeah. they are part of the. The, they enable the whole thing to happen, you know, for better or for worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's great, sometimes not so much. But yeah, those are the the people that kind of like, you know, enable you, us to do what we do in a way. Yeah. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it is it is what it is. But being able to travel for your work is great. So. Yeah, that'll, yeah. That'll be fun. <laughs> and then on Instagram, it's just your name, right? Yeah. Or people can check you out there. Yeah. Um we have enough i think we have enough okay good. you feel good about it yeah <laughs> me too i think so all right well thanks yeah. for coming out it was great thank you thanks